0: This podcast is brought to you by Bodog.net.
1: Don't miss a chance to play at Bodog.net. When the odds are stacked against you, game tastes that much sweeter. Bodog.net, your source of free casino games, poker strategies, and live sports odds.
2: All right, 103. Going to hear from head coach DJ Smith in just a moment. Uh, Alex Debrink is going to join us here on the show within the next 10 to 15 minutes or so as well. We'll hear from uh, another player or two. Gord Wilson will be gathering sound for us in Chicago. A couple of things here. Kenny's going to have a trivia question for you momentarily, but I should also mention the NHL makes these announcements at uh, 1 o'clock on Monday. So this announcement just came in. The three stars of the week, and um, uh, there's another senator on the list. Uh, this senator was a first star of the week a few weeks ago, but Claude Giroux is second star of the week in the NHL. He had a week of uh, three, six, and nine points with uh, a plus-seven rating over uh, four games. All senator wins. So he's the second star. First star, also with three goals and six assists for nine points and a plus-seven. Uh, newcomer to the Boston Bruins, Dmitry Orlov, who is fit right in, obviously. And the third star of the week is a former senator, Philip Gustafson. Of the Wild went 2-0, 0.48 goals against, 986 save percentage for the uh, Minnesota Wild, which included one shutout. He made 70 of 71, uh, well, stopped 70 of 71 in his action this past week. and So he's third star of the week. So Orloff, number one, Sens winger Claude Giroux, two, former Sens goaltender of the Minnesota Wild, Philip Gustafson, star number three. Official release from the NHL moments ago. Kenny, let's give away some 67s tickets, and we're not going to make it too tough. What question do you have for the fine people?
3: Uh, the the answer needs to be texted in to 121200. Standard messaging rates apply. And uh, I want your full name and your email address, as well as the correct answer to this question Who scored the shootout winner for the Ottawa 67s on Saturday afternoon?
2: And we'll give you to 108. Mark. Everybody gets an opportunity to get the correct answer in at 12 1st and last name and your email address. And Kenny at 108 will sift through the correct answers and select somebody to get the four-packet tickets for that upcoming 67s game. Let's hear from Senators head coach, DJ Smith.
1: Uh, coach, any uh, changes to your lineup for tonight?
4: No, same lineup. 27 goals across the last five games. Uh, everything firing
1: on all cylinders. Are you seeing anything differently? Well, we've got the puck in the ozone more. Um, we're getting in the net better, um, and, and we're getting some breaks. I mean, to uh, score goals, sometimes you need bounces, and we're getting that.
4: Some addition from the defense as well, uh, Jacob Chikrin gets his first to
1: center and Travis Hammonick, too, last game. Good to see that? Well, huge. I mean, those guys get pucks to the net, right? And uh, Chick is a guy that can get pucks to the net for us, not only score himself, but deliver the puck there. And, you know, the more and more the forwards know the puck's going there, the more they're going to go there. Not often this year you've uh, played on purpose two defensemen on the power play, but in your drills this morning with unit two, you had Sanderson and Chirkin out there. Is that something we might see in a game? Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, chucky has got the big shot. Um, You know, I think that's our best option. I mean, uh, you know, I think uh, right now the power play is a work in progress. We... uh, you know, whether you're, we're going to switch stuff up or not, we'll see how this trip goes. But we got to be fluid with it. We know Chickie can certainly run a power play and, and, and needs to be on it for us.
4: When a player like Dibrinkit
1: comes back to a place like this, what kind of energy slash emotion do you expect? Well, I mean, he's a young guy. I don't think he ever thought he would be moved. You know, I mean, we're happy that that we have him. Um, you know, for a young guy, that's added to our core tremendously. Uh, his ability to score, his his work ethic, his compete level is extremely high, and he fits right into our young group. So it'll be exciting for him to come back here, and uh, you know, it'd be nice to see him get one. DJ's hey, Travis having it, playing his best hockey
2: for you, and since he's been, I, mean, I mean, everybody talks about him as a partner, and I'm looking at him as more
1: than a there. his compete level's really high and and when he when he's engaged like that and he's playing physical he's he's a really good player for us um i think where he doesn't get as much recognition is he gets a lot of pucks to the net uh, he had seven shots on goal last game you know uh, he gets it he delivers there quickly and uh you know that's one part of his game that isn't talked about a lot is is his ability to get those shots to the net
4: both these teams looking a little different than the last time he matched up what are you expecting from this game tonight
1: they're going to work extremely hard. They have guys that are fighting to stay in the league. They have veteran guys that are fighting to show that they belong in the league. Um, and those are scary teams. You know, they work extremely hard. Um, when I watched them against Nashville, they had the puck a ton. So uh, we've talked plenty about anyone could beat anyone in the National Hockey League, and, and we saw that. They, they took it to us a couple weeks ago, so we got to be ready.
0: But when is it taking, like,
4: 62 games for Alex to come back to this building? Does that make
1: it easier for, you know, players like that here know, kind of mentally settled in? Well, he definitely is mentally settled in with our group. You know, it would have been if it was right away early, you know, he'd st- it'd still be fresh, you know, but he has settled in with it, with this group. You know, he's got uh, his line mates and everything. But, I mean, when he got drafted here, every young kid thinks you're never going to leave. And I'm sure he thought the exact same. He's, you know, he's played some really good games in this building. He scored a lot of goals in this building. And let's hope that continues tonight. Where would you say you felt comfortable in there? I think the biggest thing is just the off ice. You know, settling in, new house, new, you know, he hadn't lived in Canada. There's all those things that go with it. But we have a really good group when it comes to getting along with each other. And I think it takes a little bit. But I I think, um, you know, probably December, he really started to me to know his place and, and, and feel a lot more comfortable. And uh, we're going to need everything from him down the stretch if we're going to have any chance. Anything yeah. surprise you about him? Or you didn't know beforehand? How physical he can be, um, you know, in puck battles, how strong his stick is. Um, you know guys score goals, but you don't watch them as, as closely, you know, as, as your own guys. But his ability to come out of battles with pucks against much bigger people, um, and, and like I said, his ability, his strength on pucks, and his physicality around loose pucks is, is exceptional.
4: Uh,
1: you know, it seemed like it's scoring uh, uptick in December, like you mentioned. What do you attribute it to? Uh, you know what, I, I think he might lead the NHL in crossbars and post. He could have 35 goals, um, you know, and I just think that month it went in, and, and you know, we're hoping March is that month too as well. Um, you know, we've been lucky in the way that it's, the scoring's moved around, um, and he's a guy, if he can get hot, um, we're going to have a chance.
2: So. DJ Smith, a lot on Alex Dabrinkit, who's going to join us, we think, at around 125 now. Uh, and that's uh, booked, confirmed, uh, he will join us. But we think it's going to be at around 125 to talk more about his return to Chicago tonight. And, you know, I brought this up within the last week. He, I think Alex Dabrinkit had a really slow start um, to this calendar year. He had like two goals, one assist in his first 12 games. And uh, since then, um, he's been pretty much up at a point a game. Um, and not you know one of many. the reason why this team's playing so much better, they're getting contributions from all kinds of people. Claude Drew was just named a, a star of the week again second star this week, he was first star a few weeks ago. Tim Stutzla had that honor as well. You know Drake Batherson has uh, been scoring some goals. Shane Pinto has been scoring some goals uh, again. you know you mix in the uh, Chiran trade. Um, they continued. Evolution of Jake Sanderson at the back end. Matt Sogard was a Rookie of the Month. Like it's, it's, you don't have to really think too hard as to why um, this team has enjoyed a lot of success over the last you know six to seven weeks, especially Kenny, in that it's not just one guy. They're they're getting contributions from so many different sources, and even you know we're getting more and more scoring from that bottom six forwards as well. It's um, it's it's no coincidence they've won five in a row, and they've been pushing for this playoff spot. You can't just rely on a on a couple of guys to pull you through. Uh, you got to spread this thing around, and we're certainly seeing that with Ottawa.
3: Absolutely, and and it, it in a young team like this, yes, you have your superstars. You have Tim Stutzla. Brady Kachuk has dragged a lot of people in the veteran leadership of Giroux, but you need that balance. You need a little bit of everything because. It's so hard, and I think we heard Dave Cameron talk about it earlier. It's so hard to win while you're young in any league, let alone the best league in the world. And trying to have guys learn and adapt and lead on the fly is incredibly difficult. So the way that they've gone about this offseason and picking up Alex Debrinket and Claude Giroux to help balance out some of that has been incredibly important. And I think you're seeing the benefits of it now. Matthew Joseph I thought he was he was very good in what I saw on Saturday uh, against Columbus. And he's had some down parts this year, but when he uses his speed and is creating off the rush and, and using that speed to his advantage, he can be a very effective player. I like the addition uh, of Julian Gauthier on that third line and, and what he's been able to bring. And now you add a little bit more depth, you spread things out a little bit more, and that top six is is going to carry them, don't get me wrong, but when you can add a little bit from the bottom six, and especially that third line, I think you can create so much more and just bring a few more eyes uh, off the top six and maybe a little bit of focus elsewhere. So I, I really like the the way this team has been... Balanced And and yes, it's still top-heavy. We know that it's top-heavy. The top six is going to lead this squad. But when you can get a little bit further down, and especially from the D, and you heard it there from DJ Smith, and, and how much the D core has been contributing, it just helps that little bit more. And uh, it, It's hard to not get excited living in this city and seeing where this team is heading. And I don't know if they make the playoffs this year. You hope that they do. But the future definitely looks bright with everybody committing, and just right now a very fun team to watch on a night-to-night basis and, and remained engaged with throughout the course of this season.
2: No, no matter what happens, if they make the playoffs or they miss the playoffs, this regular season is going to end on a more positive note than the last six regular seasons. Yes, yes. Like it is. it is like it, There's going to be legitimate optimism. Now, if they don't make it, there's going to be disappointment. Because it's there, there's a great energy around the fan base right now, and of course you want this team to win. Of course you'll be upset if they if they don't finish the job and and complete this push and make the postseason. But it's uh, it's it's head You can see it. It's headed in the right direction. And the, the checker in trade was just um, they'd already you know won three in a row when they made that deal. That the push was already on, and then you do that. And the, and the energy has just gone up uh, another notch. So let's get to our web poll question of the day, brought to you by the Tool and Equipment Store. Checking in on that once again on our website at tsn1200.ca. Now the wording, right, it's need, not think. How many points do the Sens need to get on this five-game road trip? Not what you think. What do you think they need to get? And obviously phrased that way means, for at least to me, what do they need to to keep this thing moving forward it's a five-game trip tons of travel all the way out west uh, after tonight working your way back through alberta then you come home and by the way the first two uh, next two games when they come back home they're taking on the avalanche and the leafs the schedule man like they're they're playing a lot of really good teams um this month so it's important to get two points tonight against the blackhawks get something out of this trip so what do they need nine or more eight seven or six points so your options uh leading the way is eight need eight of ten points 44.9 percent of you are voting that way seven that's uh i voted seven 32.3 percent third is they need nine or more 17.7 percent and uh six five point one percent keep the votes coming on our website at uh, tsn1200.ca that is the tool and equipment store web poll Question of the day. Uh, I think Kenny. The, oh, sorry, Lloydie. Yes. I
3: think the answer's simple there, and all that you really have to do the math—is—is the math. Is, is the math. <laughs> and, and the answer's seven. If they get up to ninety-six points over the course of the regular season, they should and likely will make the playoffs. That would be a seven-hundred clip when get seven out of ten points in every five-game stretch, and they'll make the playoffs. So seven is the correct answer, Lloydie. Sorry, go ahead. Just do needed to get that in there one more time. Yes, do you the
2: do. math. You can never not play that enough, in my opinion. Uh, okay. Well, I was going to go to you anyway, Kenny. Who's our winner? You just select our winner I have, for our 67
3: tickets. I have, but I need to contact them. So I apologize. Oh. I'll need to, to call them, but I didn't want to do that here uh, for obvious reasons. So I will contact them during the commercial break, and uh, if you get a call from me, answer the phone.
2: <laughs> and, and the correct then, answer is? You can give the call. Uh, yeah, answer. the correct
3: answer is Will Giroir who scored the shootout winner. His first career shootout goal, I believe, ends up being the winner. Okay. And and we asked I asked Dave Cameron about him and, and the forecheck that he's on and uh, was aware that Norm Milley nicknamed him recently the generator. Just the way that he gets in on the forecheck creates some disruption and, and really helps out the the rest of his line mates. And at times it's been on that line with uh, Logan Morrison and Jack Back. He's been on the wing there. It doesn't really matter where he plays. He's able to contribute and make sure that he makes an impact on any given line. And I, I truly believe that he is one of, if not the best four checker in the entire OHL. A little bit undersized, but man, he is a pain in the rear end to play against. Um, Matt, the expert writes, in all
2: seriousness, he was having some fun earlier. I've noticed that uh, in this transition from a losing team to a winning team, the fan base bears a responsibility of changing as well it's easy in a losing culture to criticize all day for years it's been fire this person trade that person but the young Sens fan base perhaps doesn't know how to fan when the team starts performing well consistently do we criticize wins now lol help <laughs> comes from matt the expert yeah the bar has been so low is what you're saying matt um uh, have, have does the Sens fans know how to critique a team that's a good team that you still want to be even better is that what you're asking matt because it's low-hanging fruit when it's been as bad as it's been it's it's easy hey guess what that's bad yeah thanks tips Uh, we 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 know it's it has not been good so now the team is transitioning into being a good team matt wants to know Sens fans do you know how to fan do you remember how to fan be a fan of a good team because the Sens are are trending that way for the first time in a number of years and Maybe can even complete that push and and be a playoff team this season. We'll see. Uh, Crucial five-game road trip starts tonight in Chicago against the Blackhawks. We'll have it for you on TSN 1200. 7 o'clock for your pregame show and a 9 o'clock faceoff. Oh, by the way, I wanted to get this in as well. We should congratulate officially uh, Trevor. Trevor McLeod was the uh, the winner on Friday of the final Stutzla. Sends it uh, Adidas Pro jersey. For our daily uh, winners, okay? And this week, it's all about Thomas Shabbat and uh, Kenny. Uh, we have code words twice a show on In the Box, as you know. We do a code word in the 11 o'clock hour. We've done that. And we also do one in the 1 o'clock hour, Kenny. Did you know that? We, we do, do do
3: that, yeah. yeah. We, we, do, do, that. Yeah. we do do
2: that. We do do. We do do. Do do do. Yeah. We da da, da 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 So we do that. And I'm just saying, uh, uh, we have not done that yet. So it's one uh, twenty, ladies and gentlemen. We have another code word coming up. You know the clock is ticking. It kind of feels like baseball's new rules, a disengagement rule. You can only disengage from the rubber a couple of times. Then the guy in first knows, I'm go- you can't throw over here again. It's Rabak. I'm going. So, you know, do the math. There's 40 minutes left in the
3: show. <laughs> do the math. Do the math. Uh, all right? It's on a T for you, everybody. Listen up. Listen. That's all you have to do. Just listen and do the math. Uh, Lloydy, I want, uh, we do have Claude Giroux audio, which we can get to before we get to Alex to it. but did you see, was it Max Scherzer who used the, uh, the pitch to pitch clock to his advantage? Yeah, brilliant. Unbelievable. And I think that the mind games are going to be excellent. He forced the batter to use his timeout and did not disengage with the mound. So as soon as the batter stepped back into the box, Scherzer started his windup and basically did not allow the batter to get set. Yeah. I think that the mind games could be unbelievable. Marcus Stroman, if he can get that down, he could be the leader amongst this because I think he's already a mind game specialist with his quick pitches. I think he could do something along the same lines as what Scherzer did.
2: Well, you know what? But it's it's going to speed the game up even more if that becomes a thing yeah. because it's going to be be ready to pitch, be ready to hit at all times, like head on a swivel, be ready because the game's going to be coming a lot quicker all right do we have
3: time yeah we have time to get all there. right
2: let's let's hear from Claude Giroux and then we'll uh, take a quick break and we'll hear from Alex to break it here is second star of the week Claude Giroux
1: first of all congratulations on the nice little honor uh, you. awarded today obviously uh personal success leads to team success
0: yeah of course and uh the other way around too I think when uh yeah. teams playing well, I think uh individually you're uh it's a lot easier to uh to do your job out there and uh, you know the, every, everybody in lineups playing great right now good goaltending and uh you know we're just having fun Key is that where it's everybody the all hands on deck approach yeah i mean in every game we have guys stepping up different guys and uh when that happens uh, you you can really get on the roll and 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 do some damage and uh right now we're playing well but we uh uh, we can't get too, uh, too comfortable, which you got to keep uh, p- uh, p- pushing here. Is there a possibility
1: that belief can grow as games go on here?
0: Yeah, of course. I think when you, you play the same way every night and uh, you got everybody playing the, uh, um, the same system and uh, you know, you, you're kind of confident in, in how you're, you're playing, you're going to be successful at the end. You're not always going to win the game, but you're going to put yourself in a position to, uh, to win the game.
4: 27 goals over the last five 12 different skaters have scored uh is it as simple as everybody just buying into the system and everything fire, firing on all cylinders
0: yeah i think so i think we have uh we always have four lines that uh, we can roll and um, um you know and like i said we all we always have different guys that step up every game and uh to be able to to get on roll like that uh, that's what you need how much of an addition is jacob chikrin to this lineup yeah, it's been a couple of games, but uh, you can just see what he can bring to a team. Uh, he's a big body. He can definitely shoot the puck and uh, just a s- smart guy too. So uh, to be able to uh, to have that guy coming in and have an impact the way he's been right now, uh, uh, it's definitely a lot of fun. Cole, you've
1: been on teams that have been on the outside looking in at this point of the season and have made the playoffs. Does this feel like one of the teams?
0: Well, it definitely feels like it. You know the way we're playing right now, we're. Uh, we know that our our schedule uh, at the end of the season um, uh, it's one of the hardest in the league. We know that, but we're uh, we're uh, pretty confident that we can uh, we can make a run for it. And and uh, with five games left or so, uh, we're in a position to 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 make the playoffs. I mean, it's been the it's been our goal all season long, uh, even during the summer. And uh, you know, right now we're just we're just playing hockey. We're not even thinking of making the playoffs and. Uh, sometimes that's that's just what you need
2: all right there's Claude Giroux who if in case you missed it uh, named second star of the week news coming down at uh, one this afternoon all right we'll take a quick break and when we come back we're going to connect with Alex DeBrinkett here on the show from Chicago and in the box on TSN 1200
0: this podcast is brought to you by Bodog.net.
1: Don't miss a chance to play at Bodog.net. When the odds are stacked against you, Host game tastes that much sweeter. Bodog.net, your source of free casino games, poker strategies, and live sports odds.
2: All right, one thirty. welcome back to it. In the Box continues on TSN 1200, game day. We've got the Sens and the Blackhawks from Chicago tonight. Note the start time. It's a 9 Eastern puck drop for us, 7 o'clock pregame show here on TSN 1200. Steve Lloyd, producer Kenny Walls, taking you through it. And to the Gabriel Pizza hotline we go. We welcome in uh, Sens winger Alex Debrinkit from Chicago. Alex, good afternoon. How are you?
4: Hey, good. How are you?
2: Good. Well, thanks for joining us here on a game day. Um, you know, so you, you got a chance to get into the town yesterday. Uh, did you get a chance to reconnect with uh, a few people with all the years that you spent in Chicago?
4: Yeah, I went out to dinner with a couple of the guys um, that I played with. So um, that was fun. But, um, you know, today just getting focused for the game and, um, you know, hopefully getting a to win today.
2: Does it make it easier that it was later in the season? Like you're settled in here as a member of the Ottawa Senators, would it have been a little more weird if this this uh, first time back came back in November, say?
4: Yeah, 100. percent I think it's uh, definitely a lot easier, um, you know, being settled in here and and it not being so fresh, uh, you know. But it's it, it's fun to be back here, and um, you know, I'm looking forward to the game tonight.
2: Um, the team is rolling. You're on a five-game point streak. Teams won five in a row here. You know, what's been the difference with, with the push of late and now the legitimately the playoff push is on for your group?
4: Yeah, for sure. I think it's, um, you know, the guys are paying attention to details and, um, you know, really playing a strong game. I think, um, you know, top guys, you know, Timmy's line is doing great and, um, you know, scoring a lot of goals. So, uh, you know, I think that's uh, a big part of our success. The, the approach I could tell
2: from DJ Smith over the well, – it's been a, a number of weeks now in um, piecing together just trying to win the month here, not think too far ahead. Is that still kind of the message from the coaching staff and amongst the group? You're trying not to think about necessarily the playoff push. It's it's just about, uh, you know, what's in front of you?
4: Yeah, 100%. I think that's kind of what's worked for us is just, you know, play one game at a time and, um, you know, worry about each win.
2: Alex Dabrinkit is uh, joining us uh, from Chicago here. So taking on the uh, the Blackhawks tonight, and you got this uh, five-game road trip, which, uh, which kicks off here as uh, you're going to be heading out uh, west. Um, and then after that, the, the schedule really does pick up uh, as well with 20 games left uh, on the schedule. Um, when, when you're going through a, a road trip with all this time zone travel, and you experience that a lot playing in the west and playing in Chicago, you know, what, what's it like to try to be ready when you're traveling so much here? And sometimes you don't have as much practice time either.
4: Yeah, for sure. I think you just got to, um, you know, take the rest when you can get it. And, um, you know, obviously those practice days that we have, we have to be sharp and, um, you know, continue to just keep pushing. I think, um, you know, like I said, get rest when you can because, you know, time changes is pretty tough to, to go through. So, um, you know, I think that's a big thing.
2: What's uh, well speaking of uh, you know travel and time change. So Jacob Chickering took the red eye, joined you guys, uh, tried to get a nap in, played in New York, played well. You get the win here, um, and of course win again on uh, on Saturday. You know what's that been like to to the room when you see the organization go out and grab a player of that caliber and plop them into your lineup as you're making a push.
4: Yeah, it's awesome. I think um, you know shows they believe we have what it takes and um you know obviously it's not just for this year it's for future years too so um you know he's a great addition to our team and he's, he's fit in right away and um obviously he's a great player um we already knew that but um you know he, he's done a great job so far to, to to come in and play well
2: all right well we'll leave it there alex i know it's a game day so thank you just for a few uh, quick minutes of your time here good luck tonight and uh, as always we'll be following along thanks for joining us yep thanks there's uh, Alex DeBrinket of the Ottawa Senators. Uh, see, it worked last week, right? Derek Brassard joined us, picked up a win, and uh, Alex DeBrinket joins us there. Maybe pick up uh, another win here. Could be a trend. So selfishly here, selfishly here on uh, on in the box, Kenny. I think we'll we we'll are really be cheering for a Sens win tonight. So maybe this trend will continue. We'll be getting some players on game days, uh, joining us here on the show. I don't disagree. know if you've known this. I don't know if you've known this, Kenny. But I think hockey players can be superstitious in the hockey community. I'm just saying.
3: I don't think so. I think they just like the things a certain way every time. Uh, I don't think that's superstitious, Lloydie, or at least according (laughs) to somebody else who used to be on this show. Uh, That's not superstition. That's just uh, routine. No, if you can uh, continue to rule and and do the same things, yeah. I think we could be seeing a few more players appearing on In the Box on game days.
2: Okay, so take a number there's a lot of guys on on runs right now and playing well you know alex to the team has won five in a row and alex to is on a five game point streak he's he's picked up an assist in every game and out of the goal so he's got one goal and uh, five assists over the last five games in the sense of one each and every one of them and dj smith mentioned it during his availability a little bit earlier on as well in that he thinks that if, he could, if they kept a stat like this, they'd be leaving the league in crossbars and posts. He seems to have hit an inordinate amount uh, so far this season, no question about it. But it's the goal scoring isn't where I think a lot of people had hoped it would be, a guy that scored 40 twice in this league already. Um, but he still is producing and, and contributing and, and, and picking up points at a, uh, somebody that you would expect uh, in your top six he's up to what 54 points in 62 games and he's at the 20 goal mark now and there's 20 games to go left in the season and as a coach said earlier that could be maybe the the final push that could really push this team into the playoffs can you imagine if alex to and his higher shooting percentage evens out now over the last 20 games because that's the biggest difference He's not scoring at the same percentage with his shots that he has in some of his other seasons. So getting opportunities, just they just have not been going in as much. If over the course if you always say sample size this, right, sample size that, mm-hmm. you got twenty games left, wouldn't it be something if that starts to even out now in the uh the final yeah. quarter of the season?
3: Yeah, or even get up to his his previous pace. That would be massive. I, I if he can if he can start putting in the puck in the net with more regularity, and, and we heard DJ Smith earlier this hour uh, just talking about the the chances and, and the, the crossbars that he's hitting and whatnot, but he's getting himself those opportunities. And when you don't have Kane feeding you the puck and it takes you until December to really feel comfortable on and off the ice, that's a massive adjustment. So he's able to, to get that back up there now. We know that he's more comfortable on the ice, more comfortable with his teammates. Yeah, I don't see a reason why that shooting percentage won't continue to climb. Will it get to where it was? I don't know, but I, I could see it continuing to climb and those those gold numbers continue to skyrocket. All right. Keep the thoughts coming in at 12-1200. Big one
2: tonight. They're all big now because you're in a playoff race. In Chicago, take on the Hawks. It's going to be a 9 o'clock Face-off tonight and a 7 o'clock pregame show on TSN 1200. Thanks for Alex DeBrinket calling in there and uh, speaking to us uh, on a game day. And getting into town yesterday, It did have a chance to reconnect, but you could tell he was all business. Do you guys notice that? I think we all did. Um, Pretty dialed into the game tonight where – uh, immediately pivoted to focusing on that when asking about the return to Chicago. Didn't really want to settle in and talk too much about that because um, the, the push is on here. It's game day, and uh, players get pretty locked in. You could certainly tell that with uh, Alex Dabrinkit right there. Okay, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, got a little more giving to get to. We got a little more trivia here. We got some sense tickets on the line. You know what? Why don't I do it right now, Kenny? So we'll give you Do the commercial it. break. We'll give everybody the commercial break to ponder, to get your thoughts in, to gather yourself, to remember your first and last name, to remember your proper email address. That you, ha- All of those things have to be in your text at 12-1200, where standard text message rates apply. And, of course, the correct answer to the question I'm about to ask you. So, Alex DeBrinkit. Facing his old NHL team for the first time. There are some former teammates still there. Many have moved on. So that'll be a little different for him tonight in Chicago. Alex DeBrinkett is going to be playing a former teammate tonight in the game that he was not a teammate with in Chicago. Name that player. Back in a moment on In the Box on TSN 1200.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Bodog.net. Don't miss a chance
1: to play at Bodog.net. When the odds are stacked against you, post game tastes that much sweeter. Bodog.net, your source of free casino games, poker strategies, and live sports odds.
2: All right, we got our winner. Four pack of tickets to the March 30th game, Sens and the Philadelphia Flyers. 7 o'clock face-off, you can get your tickets at uh, Ticketmaster.ca. Four-pack of tickets goes to Ethan Peterson. Congratulations, Ethan. Ethan was listening carefully, the way I worded things. Not everybody else was.
3: Give it to him, buddy. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. oh, I'm not yeah, going to give it to anybody. I'm yeah, yeah, not yeah, going to yeah, come yeah, out yeah. swinging. <laughs> get him, buddy.
2: The correct answer is Taylor Radish. Alex Dabrinkit former teammate with the Erie Otters in the Ontario Hockey League. Many of you threw in Zaitsev, the recent, that's not what I was the way I worded it. I know I'm still going to tick people off, but as Kenny says, I'm not going to slam the desk like he did, but Taylor Radish is the correct answer. Many of you knew it, most of you knew that. Congratulations Ethan, you were selected. So, those Erie Otters teams and the Alex Dabrinkit story is uh, is interesting. He played three years with Erie. In year one, he finished third in scoring. He was 16 years old. He had 104 points. Uh, the two players that finished ahead of him in scoring on the team were Connor McDavid, if you heard of him. That's 17-year-old Connor McDavid. Had 120 points in 47 games. And leading the team that year was Dylan Strom with uh, 129 points. Taylor Radish was on that team as a 16-year-old, same age as Alex Dabrinkit. He had 27 points in 58 games. Uh, year two, Erie, Dylan Strome let them in scoring again. Uh, Connor was in the NHL, 111 points. Dabrinkit had a 101. Radish was third at a 73-point season. And in his final year, With Erie, Alex Dabrinkit led the team in scoring with 127 points, and Taylor Radish was second with 109 points. So there you go. Taylor Radish is your correct answer. Congratulations to Ethan. Gets a four-pack of tickets to go see the Philadelphia Flyers. And that was, uh, I can recall Alex Dabrinkit was a second-round pick, and the only reason he was a second-round pick is because he's not tall. That's it, right? Everybody was trying to figure out, Give making up reasons as to why the talent wasn't good enough to be a first round pick. That's a mulligan by the majority of people in the scouting community. That's what makes it an inexact science. Didn't think that and they thought that he began his career, but David was still on the team. Erie was a really good team. Strome was still really all of that, right, Kenny? Yeah. You know, it's he he didn't get the respect. Uh, of having, he played three years of junior hockey. Alex Debrink did, and he had a hundred points in every year. See you later. I'm uh, I'm out of junior hockey. That it's incredible. It really when you is. think about it,
3: and to be an undrafted guy into into junior hockey, and Sherry Bass did a great job of going out to go see him when nobody else did, and was able to convince him to come to the Erie Otters, and a lot of the. The criticism in his first two years, because he is a late birthday, a December birth year, or birth date, he uh, he had two years in the OHL, and the first year, okay, well, he's playing with Connor McDavid, so clearly that's why. Second year, Dylan Strom, same thing. Well, that's why he's being led by, by Dylan Strom. Well, that wasn't the case, and we didn't, as, as a visiting broadcaster, I didn't get to see him a ton, uh, just four times over the course of the first two years, twice a season, and... The, the issue for me seeing him then was that the skating wasn't elite. It wasn't at that elite level. He got lost in traffic and he had an unbelievable release. But he, for whatever reason, in the OHL, he was able to find the soft spot in the slot and was able to bury consistently. But he didn't have that, and maybe he didn't need it, but he didn't have that elite speed, that pull-away speed that, that many of the smaller players do at that level. So that could be a reason why he slipped down a bit, but when you're able to score 52 goals or 51 goals in each of your first two years, you're doing something right. And no matter the size, you should. And it, especially somebody who doesn't shy away from contract, contact and initiates quite a bit, like the does, uh, there was no reason for him not to be in the first round.
2: Tough question for you because you're right. You didn't see him live a lot because he plays on the other, you know, other side of the league in the mm-hmm. O was he all because that's the big DJ mentioned it today somebody asked him what's the one thing that you didn't know he says how physical he is how heavy he is on a stick how he does engage physically It's you know we all know he can shoot the puck we knew he's a great goal scorer and a great talent i think everybody that follows a league even casually would know that about alex debrinke but when you see him every game it's it's how physical he is especially for a guy that just isn't physically imposing you know, that's a big part of his game. Was he, was he
3: like that right away in junior? Uh, I, he went to the dirty areas. I know that. I don't know if he was, he was as physical and, and willing to engage as much, but I do know that he was never afraid to go to the dirty areas because he scored a ton of goals right from in front of the net, and that's not an easy place to go, even if the rules have softened a bit. It's still uh, not a fun place to be on a regular basis. Uh, so I, I don't, I wouldn't consider him physical in the OHL, but I don't think he shied away from it, and and I think it's he's engaged a little bit more as he's gone throughout his NHL career as well.
2: All right, so Alex Averbukh making his return to Chicago tonight. We'll have the game for you at nine, and the pregame show is going to start at seven. Um, getting some official word from the Maple Leafs, Kenny. They kind of telegraphed this with a couple of uh, call ups and Steves and Holmberg. From the Marlies earlier today, it's like, hmm, why be calling up two forwards? Well, Ryan O'Reilly will not play tomorrow, and neither will John Tavares. Tavares is sick, so he's under the weather, so they're going to give him the day off, give him a game off there. O'Reilly uh, is, as expected, it's it's a injury that's significant enough; he's going to miss significant time because he's going on long-term injured reserve, so he's he's going to miss at least ten games. He's got a broken finger after taking that, that shot just the other night. So that's uh, that's disappointing for O'Reilly and, of course, the uh, the Maple Leafs. It, it's not going to impact Toronto's ability to be a playoff team. Um, to your point you made earlier, Kenny, um, they've got time here. This, this could have happened at a worse time. Yeah. If it's going to happen and, and you're going to miss some time here, you would think with a broken finger you got a couple of months left before the playoffs start. Hopefully that's going to give it plenty of time for him to get back into the lineup for the Leafs' sake and, and, and have some games before the end of the regular season. But nevertheless, disappointing news. That's one of their big acquisitions, and he was fitting in so well.
3: Yeah, and and you never quite know what's going to happen with a broken finger and how that's going to... Uh, How to heal up. I remember Nikita Hachuk for the Ottawa 67s recently traded to the San Jose Sharks. He broke his finger and it was he broke it numerous times dislocated it and he kept on playing for a while but he could just kind of wiggle his hand up and down and his finger would bounce after he stopped moving his hand and that was just because it was so loose but he was able to continue to play and then he eventually got surgery on it and missed a fairly significant amount of time. So it all depends on the severity of it, if it's happened before, uh, but I, I can't see it keeping him out heading into the playoffs. And if if this was right before the trade deadline, maybe the Leafs use that to their advantage, but it's just after, so you, you would want to get him a couple games heading into the playoffs, but I, I don't see it being a, a massive issue. But as we discussed before, Lloydy, you want to be able to get that team in and gelled because of so many different changes that they were able that they made leading up to the trade deadline you want to get everybody in gelled and at least semi adjusted to all the new teammates that they'll have and and be able to try and put something together and figure out what works instead of mixing and matching as playoff time comes
2: could be like a Bobby Ryan situation Yeesh. it was so bad with Bobby but he kept breaking his fingers and remember how candid he was he'd be talking about it where sometimes they were they they couldn't find the right spots to get the freezing in <laughs> that's how bad it was with him breaking his breaking his fingers so uh, hopefully for ryan o'reilly's sake um, the uh, the ltir cuz it's at least 10 games and that's all it's going to be but uh, there's the news from leafland